Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Hello, Wickety Whack Wednesday. Good morning, Janelle. Good morning. Good morning to all those of you listening to us on the iHeartRadio app, which is free in the App Store, on your smart speaker, and driving in on the old car radio on this Wickety Whack Wednesday. I have to say thank you to a few people. Uh, number one to you, Janelle, for holding the fort by yourself yesterday. As You're I was welcome. In, as I was in Montreal <laughs> dealing with my mother. Oh, <laughs> you make it sound like she was like being a hassle. Who texted me on Sunday and said, um, I'm in the emergency room. I don't know what's wrong. I'm like, okay, I'll be there. So I get to Montreal, I get to the hospital, my mother's uh, freaking out, and I'm like, Mom, what's wrong? And we've been through a lot the last uh, six years. Of course, uh, yeah. With my uh, cancer, not once but twice, my father passed away from uh, lung cancer, Mm -hmm. so my mother's like, oh my God, she's freaking out, and she hasn't been in a a hospital since I was born. Mm. Hasn't stayed in a hospital since I was born. Yeah. So we met with the, with the doctor, who was very nice, and just basically explained to my mother that she's got uh, an appendicitis, oh. so she has to be operated on today. And then the doctor said, "We we don't operate at this hospital. You have to. We operate at another another hospital across town." And they said it would be faster if I drove her to the hospital as really? opposed to getting an, as opposed to getting an ambulance. So I, you know, p- packed up my mother, had her to the to the hospital, dropped her off, made sure she was okay. Then went back to her house, got her precious little bijou. <laughs> this is my mother's dog that is a purse dog. It's that's like the a, size of a pop can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty much. And she was all worried. I'm like, mother, I'm 48 years old. I grew up with dogs. I'm not that dumb. But Trust bijou me. is precious. I know. Brought bijou back to my place and had some fun with bijou at our place. My daughter said to me the following day, daddy, I don't want a dog. <laughs> No. Because it's a lot of work having a dog. She really did say that because she's been begging for a dog for so long. And my son's like, we're not getting a dog as long as I'm living here. My my son's not a fan of dogs. Wow. So I said to my wife, when the kids move out, do you want to get a dog? Yeah. Anyways, it's a roundabout (laughs) way of saying thank you. My mother said, can you go on the radio and say thank you to all your listeners for making nice comments on your Facebook posts? (laughs) Well, I'm glad to hear that she's doing better. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, appendicitis is not fun. So she actually had a ruptured appendix, uh, oh, perforated, perforated appendix, whatever that means. Yeah, that can be like even more dangerous because yeah. I think once it bursts, it's like poisonous and stuff inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, at least she has bijou, bijou to keep her company in. And yes. Keep her, keep her company while she's. It's, uh, am- it's amazing. Up. It's amazing how an animal can 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 like smell something on you, like fear. Because oh yeah. Bijou uh, is normally running around, but Bijou was in my mom's arms the minute yeah. she got home. She knew something was like yeah. something was up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so precious. Though. Dogs are so smart. They are. <laughs> when you think useless, think of Stu. Hey, everybody, welcome, welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move One Hundred. All right, all right, all right. Gather around the old radio machine for another useless fact that's going to gross you out. Okay, what do you got for us this morning? When we talk, we spray about 2.5 microscopic saliva droplets per word. 2.5 microscopic, oh, geez. Per word? Yes, so we are disgusting when we, when we speak. How far do they spew from our mouths? Like, like is, it, is, it, is it okay if you're not a close talker? Is it really bad if you're a close talker? <laughs> It's especially bad if you're a closed talker. I, I hate can't. Closed I, talkers. I'm like, well, you're in my face, bud. 
Close talkers also never know that their breath is terrible. Yeah. It's, like, ugh. like brush your teeth, dude. <laughs> Actually, I was so mad once at a Sens game because we, we got spanked by the Leafs. So at the end of the game, there was a member of the media that right in my face. I'm like, go brush your teeth, please. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, are, did you eat raw onions last night? Like, <laughs> oh you're disgusting. Gosh. All right, how do you rate that uh, fact from uh, 1 to 10? 1 being the worst thing you've ever heard, the 10 being the best use fact you've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, I think I'll give you a 7. I mean, it's not uncommon for people to spit when they're talking. It yeah. happens. Uh, uh, I know Angie would give me a 10 on that. Yeah, okay. Okay, you keep telling yourself that. <laughs> All right, uh, the most important uh, question is what do you think of that? At 10 zero thirty, you chime in with your score, uh, hopefully closer to 10, and give yourself a creative handle. Like Diva Klaus. Some people splash a lot more than that. Yuck. Yeah. I'll give you an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I've I've experienced that. This one says, gross of the best of times. Uh, had a teacher in public school that when he talked, he uh, you could literally see the spittle flying oh. out of his mouth. And Ugh. that's from Connie the Wound Care Nurse, who gives you an 8 this morning. Oh, that's disgusting. That's bad if you can see that. <laughs> Uh, we had a teacher like that in grade eight, Mr. Rodriguez, and he was a short little man. Mm-hmm. He would spit all the time. Ugh, nasty. Uh, my number one fan, my neurotic mama, gives me a 10, and she says it's gross. Yeah, it is gross. Say it, don't spray it. We give you a 10 this morning. Still very gross. That's from Hall of Famer's ghostwriter and his dad, Pierre, the dehydrated Frenchman. Interesting fact. I'll give you a 10 from Sore Throat Anthony. <laughs> Um, uh, Sharon the Tire says nine. Ew, nobody is allowed, is allowed to talk without a mask anymore, ever. That's pretty wet for a wickety whack fact. Yeah, a yuck between the bad breath and, uh, uh, bad breath. And now this, I'm going back to bed, a 9.5 from Turtley Sharon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Hall of Famer Boss Travel, I think I'll stay away from people who talk too closely, giving you a gross 10 this morning. Thank you. A 9.5 out of 10. Grossed from Dump Truck Mike. Thank you for ruining all conversations that will happen later (laughs) today, Stu. (laughs) Move mornings with Stuntman Stu. Angie and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Yesterday, it was kind of hard to be on social media without seeing the fact that Blink-182 is getting the band back together, and they are going on tour. Tom DeLonge, Travis Barker, Marcus Hoppus, all reuniting for the first time since 2015 for this international tour. Um, The band also going to be dropping a new song this Friday called Edging, which marks the first time since they've been actually in studio in a decade together. And if you miss the way that they actually made this announcement, okay, it was pretty hilarious. Here it is. If I'm being totally honest, I cannot stop thinking about them coming. I've tried hundreds of different ways to make them come. Every night, I pray for them to come. My husband and I would love to watch them come. If they come, I'm getting hammered. We would do anything to make them come. That's right, honey. Anything. If they come, I'm going to explode. Could you imagine all three of them coming? (laughs) Let me see. If they're going to come, I better start stretching. Wait until I tell my grandkids they're coming. (gasps) Oh, they're going to come. Guys, they're going to come. They're going to come. They're coming. They're finally coming. I ain't (laughs) 
Were, were you a big Blink-182 uh, fan in the day? Yeah, of course I was. Yeah. I thought, like, I mean, they were one of the biggest bands there for a while, at least yeah. when I was a kid. So um, a lot of people looking forward to going to see them in concert. Their international tour does not include Ottawa, if you were curious. Um, they are going to be in Toronto and Montreal next May. So Road trip. Yeah, tickets go on sale as of next Monday if you're interested in going. Uh, Speaking of some big announcements, Blake Shelton has decided to step back from his coaching duties on The Voice after 12 years. He has been there since this show started. He's done 23 consecutive seasons, and the 23rd will be his last. He said he's kind of been, you know, wrestling with this idea. Should I leave? Should I stay? And he is going to step away. Um, didn't really say necessarily that that was for, you know, creating more music, getting back in studio, whether that be on, going on tour. But, of course, I mean, his life literally changed thanks to that show. It's yeah. how he met Gwen Stefani, his wife. So I, I remember when that show started and they were going up against American Idol, which was still mm-hmm. pretty big at the time. And I remember saying on the on the air, this show will be bigger than American Idol. And I was right. Yep, it definitely has been. Um, so it's been a good ride. They announced not only that, yes, Blake Shelton will be doing his last season, but they announced who will be beside him for that season. Kelly Clarkson coming back um, after leaving back in tw- uh, the season 21. Um, uh, Chance the Rapper, Niall Horan, will make their debut as coaches on the series for the 23rd season of cool. The Voice. Stuff and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. So you're standing in the grocery store. You've got a couple of items in your cart. Do you go to the cashier or do you go to the self-checkout? The reason why I bring this up is because a couple of days ago I was in Montreal and I saw a lady lose her mind because... Uh, she was at the self. Uh, she was at a cashier, and she couldn't understand anything. So she went to the self checkout, and then uh, screwed it up, and then went back to the cashier. She's yelling at a manager because oh. she was losing her mind. Jeez. And I just said to her, "Just go to the self checkout. You can do it yourself. All you got to do is pass your items. It's uh, the barcode. We'll ring it up. Then you just have to follow it. A monkey could could do this. I didn't say that. I said that <laughs> under my breath. You had- <laughs> I said that under my breath, but uh, I was in a, uh, a different city that nobody knew me. But I just said, just calm down. I'll, I can help you. No, I don't want your help. Okay, Bernice, calm down. This woman was, uh, um, what do I say? Uh, uh, a <laughs> bit of a uh, uh, a jerk. Yeah, sounds like it. I mean... Uh- the self-checkouts couldn't be more self-explanatory. I know. <laughs> no, I mean, there's the odd one where it doesn't recognize an item, and that's yeah. got, that makes me frustrated. Mm-hmm. But overall, if I don't have if I don't have time to listen to Bernice, because a lot of times Bernice will stand there and want to show pictures of her grandson to the cashier. The cashier does not care. Mm-hmm. The cashier just wants to ring you through and be on with your way and move on to the next customer. But, yeah. I've been stuck behind these people who are looking for a check. You know, they're counting up their change. Lady, I got places to go. I got people to see. Babies to kiss. <laughs> go to the self checkout, and that's that's where I stand on this. So you prefer to go to the self checkout? Yeah, always. Doesn't matter how many items you're. You know, you're if you're doing a huge grocery shopping haul, would you prefer to go to the cashier? I'll go to cashier only at Costco because if I have a lot of items, I don't have time for the self checkout. There's self checkout at Costco. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought they were all cashiers there. No, they're self-checkout. 
Yeah. Then the self-checkout moves quickly there. I I find that like at the grocery store, and I say that because that's pretty much usually the common place that I will actually use my self-checkout. The tills are usually, there's not somebody manning all of the tills. There's a lot of them that are actually closed. And the lineups are way longer at the cashier. So... I, nine times out of 10, and am, am going to a self-checkout. And that's not the only reason, just because, like, oh, I might have to wait a little bit longer. Because sometimes the self-checkout can be very busy, full of, like, a lot of students in particular. The grocery yeah. store that I go to is yeah. the one on Rideau. So yeah. it's, you know, it's a ton of students there. But the self-checkout, I like it because I can move at my own pace. Yeah. And I can pack my own items in the manner in which I want them to be packed. Um, you know, I can put all of my freezer stuff together. I can put all of my pantry stuff together and I'm packing the light stuff on top so that nothing gets smushed. And I'm not saying that the cashier would pack something improperly. Cashiers don't pack anything anymore. Yeah. So when you go through the, the till with the cashier, I am frantically coming to the end of it. Once I've unloaded my entire grocery cart, I'm coming to the back and everything's piling up. It's just like overflowing and I'm trying to ram it into bags as fast as I possibly can. I am super stressed out because I feel like I'm taking too long. And then they're just waiting there, waiting for me to pay. And I'm like, I still got like half my groceries to pack up here. And then there's somebody else in the line and it just stresses me out. So I would rather go to the self-checkout because I can pack it as I as I scan it. And some people are taking it like, oh, you guys are, you guys are all over cashiers. Don't you know the cashier? Like, we understand. We're just uh, telling you our preference. Yeah, absolutely. It's not that we hate cashiers. Not at all. We no. love cashiers. But in certain situations, like Shoppers Drug Mart, I think, has, has it figured out right. Because they, they have the one that I go to has uh, self-checkouts. And I love going to the self-checkout. And it's faster. Nobody's usually over there. There's like four people waiting in line to go to the cashier. Yeah. And then all the self-checkout is open. And when I'm buying a few things, I'm yeah. absolutely going to go there. I will go to a cashier when I have a massive grocery shop to do. Because let's face it, going through and doing all of your produce... When you don't know those codes like the cashiers do, like they can do it zip, zap, zoo. Like they're so quick with it because they have half of them memorized. Meanwhile, I'm over here like looking it up. (laughs) It's taking way longer. Yeah, I've done that. There's a 50% off code. Someone's got to come over here and approve it and help me. So, I mean, there's pluses and negatives to both of them. Yeah. And I love the fact that there's both options. If I like the fact that we have those options in front of us is all you need. Yeah. And we just want to know what your preference is. But, like, give us a good reason as to why your preference is either to go to the cashier or do the self-checkout. It took a long time for people to warm up to that self-checkout, but they are becoming more and more popular. Yeah. And more stores are putting them in as well. So give us your opinion. Call us, 750-1100. You can text it in at 10030. Self-checkout versus the cashier. Which is your preference and tell us why. You got to pick which line to go in and who knew that it would cause so much divide this morning. We're debating whether or not you use the cashier or the self-checkout when you are shopping and the reasons why. And they really do vary for a number of you. Like Lindsay, she just says, look, I'm not a cashier and if I'm left to my own devices, I'm going to crush my eggs. I'll flatten my bread. You know, there's too much pressure when I go through the self check out please wait for assistance because i've done something wrong no one's talking to her so she would far rather just do the cashier and i think that's what it comes down to with a lot of these uh, responses 
it's a comfort level. And some yeah. people just feel more comfortable using the cashier. Like Betty, who says, it has some use, but if you only have a few items but a full Costco order, no way. Sorry, Stu. I like to engage with actual people. Well, I don't go on about my grandkids. I have, a, I like a smile and a have a nice day after dropping 200 bucks on groceries. I'm not saying that cashiers are bad. Don't misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's faster for me to go through a self-checkout. I don't have a lot of time. I don't want to talk to the cashier. I just want to go in and out. That's yeah. my my take. And a lot of people are saying, you know, that, that that is the most convenient route for them. And a lot of you also bringing up the fact that, no, I'm going to continue to go to a cashier because I, um, for one... I'm not getting paid to work at the grocery store, so why should I have to pack my own items and and work, essentially, at the grocery store? And two, they want to keep people employed, and they think that the self-checkout is taking jobs away. Well, to refute that, Patty has messaged in on us, and she said she's one of those cashiers who oversees the self-checkout. And a few things to note if you're using the self-checkout, she says— Look, we don't hire five-year-old cashiers, so I don't know why parents allow their children to help them and assist them through the self-checkout, unless it's two or three items, because it takes way too much time. There are people waiting in line to use those machines. People are constantly trying to steal things through those machines, so there still has to be an employee overseeing the self-checkout. And she says that no one in her um, store has lost jobs because of self-checkout. So yeah. it sounds like the worry that uh, self-checkouts are taking away jobs from actual cashiers is inaccurate based on uh, Patty's experience. There. I think if you're a certain vintage, you're, you'll always do the cashiers. I totally understand that. Yes. I'm 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 48 years old, approaching my 49th birthday, and there are certain things that I like. And I get a lot of those comments, but nobody's losing their jobs. I mean, mm-hmm. on the rare occasion, somebody lost their job, but from what I've seen in, in my experience from grocery shopping, because I love grocery shopping, I've never seen somebody lose their job. Yeah, it's just a, it, it's, it's a way to get people through the grocery store quicker because yeah. now there's not, you know, all of the grocery tills are filled with cashiers and now there's a few more lanes for you to go down yeah. is what it seems like. Um, and I don't think we'll ever get to the point at least in my lifetime, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, that there will just simply be no cashiers. There's going to have to be somebody there to help us through these situations or to oversee what we're doing because otherwise people are just going to walk away with free groceries. I know in New York City uh, they're testing Amazon uh, uh cashless uh, experience where you walk in, you're registered on your phone with uh, with your Amazon, mm-hmm. and you can pick whatever you want, and you can leave without uh, exchanging really? anything. Yeah, that's uh, something that's new. That'll be here in a couple of years. I don't know when, but that's coming. Interesting. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, it was some sad news yesterday. Angela Lansbury passed away at the age of 96. On screen, of course, Broadway icon, best known for her role of mystery novelist Jessica Fetcher on Murder, She Wrote. Um, You might also recognize her from uh, the voice of Miss Potts in Disney's animated Beauty and the Beast, which was something I learned yesterday. I didn't realize that. that I didn't realize that either. Yeah. So she she was like the the, like the mama teapot or whatever. (laughs) All right. So Hockey Canada, man, this has been a mess of a story and they continue to see 
uh, sponsorships drop out. Bauer being the, uh, the the latest one to pause their role as the official equipment provider to Hockey Canada men's teams. And after about three months of being at the helm of Hockey Canada's, um, you know, just like being at the head of this whole controversy, their chief executive officer, Scott Smith, is out and this is the first major leadership change that we've seen that's effective immediately. He was actually only in charge since July 1st. So he's just kind of been in charge since it's been a mess. <laughs> what a disaster Hockey Canada has been. I know. So this announcement that they made uh, that like all of their leadership will be changing. They have said that inter-management committee will be put in place to kind of guide the organization until the next slate of directors are appointed. Um, They are looking to kind of like make this new change to appoint the new board of directors no later than um, their new scheduled kind of election, which is December the 17th. Put in Haley Wickenheiser. Like, does anybody want this job now? Well, uh, somebody could go in and clean it up. It's a a big disaster. It needs, yeah, and it's going to take, you know, more than just, like, changing this leadership to clean it up. Like, this is a long process. There's, like... Well, it's bad management is what it is. Yes, but you can't just throw some new people in there and expect that this is all just going to be good. No, but it's a start. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's crazy that it took this many sponsorships to drop out yeah. for them to be like, oh, yeah, maybe we should change the leadership. Yeah. Been <laughs> a mess, and I wish whoever wants to take on that role, I wish them luck because I don't think it's going to yeah. be an easy one. Bunch chance. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's trending. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, all right, all right. Janelle, who's made the cut today? Today on the line we have uh, Bruce and Jose. And Bruce got through first, so we'll let him pick his categories. Good morning. Morning, Bruce. Hello. Are you ready to win? Ready to win. I love the deep voice. You should be on the radio. I am on the radio. (laughs) All right, Bruce. uh, Categories, uh, please, Janelle. So thanks to Susan Dawson, who sent in our categories today. We have one-word board game names or board game pieces. Oof. Board game names. Board game names. All right, here we go. Three. Oh, this is a difficult category. Three, two, one. You eat these uh, out of a bag. Cheerios. Uh, No, out of a bag. They're salt. Yes. And uh, you roll the... Dice. And if you're staying overnight in some in a place, it's called a hotel. Yes, and you want a blank size bed, the top of the line. What's the uh, biggest bed you can get? King size bed. Yes, and you have to spend a lot of what to get this bed? Money. Yes, and you're going to um, go round and round. Yeah, no, I couldn't get that one. I uh, did well. Yeah, you guys got five. <laughs> Bruce, what was the category that you asked for again? Uh, one game name. Yeah, he wanted the other category. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, sorry. It's all good. You guys did pretty good with that category. So, yeah, like I said, five, right? <laughs> so um, we'll hold on the line, and uh, we will see how Jose does. Good morning. Hi. You ready to play, Jose? Yes, I am. All right, three. Just a reminder, Jose, your category is one-word board game titles. Okay. All right, three. 
to one. This is one of the most popular board games of all time. You have to go around. Monopoly. Yes, and this is the one where a doctor, you have to go in. Zzz, zzz. Operation. Yes, and this is the one with a lot of words, triple word score. Scrabble. Yes, and oh boy, uh, I'm in big trouble. Yes, and I haven't got a clue. Yes, and this one, it's not checkers, it's the other one. Uh, yes, and I have no idea how to do uh, uh, this one. Um, a, how would I the do The game that? of life. No. <laughs> oh, this guy's not even... <laughs> how would I describe cribbage? I don't even know how to play cribbage. Cribbage? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter, though, because you guys got six. Woo-hoo! So congratulations, Jose. We have some tickets for you to uh, get out to the National Women's Show, which is happening October 22nd, 23rd at the EY Center. You're also going to be qualified for a Terra 20 prize pack of best-selling healthy and sustainable cleaning products valued at $250. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So congratulations, and we'll let you know if you win our big uh, grand prize draw. Perfect. Thanks. Everything's beautiful, beautiful in Barhaven. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I have a feeling that Barhaven did not make the list of the coolest neighborhoods in the world. What? And unfortunately, Ottawa didn't, no, nowhere in Ottawa made that list. I will tell you, though, there's a few neighborhoods, uh, some close by, that you could go and check out yourself, or maybe when you're traveling across Canada, that you might want to check out. Three locations in Canada made the list. In at number 25 is Vancouver's West End neighborhood. It's kind of like their downtown community, lots of shopping, nightlife character, Davy Village is in there, which um, is actually a very cool area that I can remember walking around earlier this yeah. spring when I was there. They've got their LGBTQ2S uh, plus community there. Lots of bars, hole-in-the-wall poetry clubs, and of course Stanley Park is all considered in that West End. So, I mean, how do you beat that in in Vancouver. Well, you do with Toronto coming in at number 12. Um, D- Toronto's Dundas West neighborhood. They say lots of art galleries, artsy bars, coffee shops, the perfect Fufu place shishi. to find Portuguese bakeries. That's what makes yeah. something cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Montreal... You spent a lot of time in Montreal. Do you think yeah. that, do you think you know what the coolest neighborhood there Absolutely, is? Absolutely, I know what it is. Okay. It's got to be somewhere where there's uh, copious amounts of food shops. <laughs> well, uh, they say that Mile End, oh, yeah. a part of Plateau Mont-Royal Borough, yeah. is yeah. Um, one of the, uh, it's in the top five, actually, yeah. of the coolest neighborhoods. In parking the world. is a mess around that area. That's why you take public transportation. They actually have trains that work. Oh, and and that's when you know it's a good neighborhood, when parking's a mess, right? Because everybody wants to get there. Uh, If you're wondering where the top coolest neighborhood in the world is, they say it's Guadalajara, Mexico. Um, They say it's the country's cultural capital. Uh, There's lots of, like, art. They say there's mansions there, warehouses. The city's music venues are massive there. So that's the coolest neighborhood in the world. But Ottawa has some cool neighborhoods, don't we? I think we do. Where would you say? I mean, like, let's take Barhaven out of the equation. Okay. 
<laughs> if there's no beautiful Barhaven, I would my vote would be for Westboro. Yeah, okay. I was yeah. gonna say the exact same thing. Now I know Westboro's changing. We're too many condominiums. Stop complaining. That's the way of the future. And <laughs> Westboro is is growing. I've seen a change. I've been in Ottawa since ninety four. It's not the same Westboro that I grew up with, but it's it's it, it's growing. It's yeah. it's bursting at the seams. My neighbors who um, have lived in Ottawa their entire life have just only ever talked up Westboro. They used yeah. to live there, and they talked about how great it is. The breweries, the restaurants, the coffee yeah. shops, like the donut shops that are all it, down there. Like they're like, it, you have to go. <laughs> it's the cooler version of the Glebe. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. it's it's not as um, pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it. I don't care. <laughs> I, I know I there's people in the Glebe that hate me. I don't care. I'll say it. Yeah, it's not like as hoity-toity and not yes. as pristine. And and I do find that there, it's probably a bit of a younger demographic in Westboro as yeah. well. So. It's also a lot of retirees that have uh, sold their house and bought a condo in Westboro. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, why not? When you can walk everywhere to all the great shops and restaurants and all that kind of stuff. The community that I would consider moving. Really? Yeah. Okay. When when I get older, not now. I'm going to milk Barhaven for as long as I can. <laughs> All right. If you agree with us, let us know. But if you also think that there's a better, cooler neighborhood, maybe it's where you live in Ottawa, we want to hear about it and tell us why you think it's such a cool neighborhood. Give us a call, 750-1100, or you can text it in at 10030. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, it seems like Ryan Reynolds has always got a new project on the go. And this one, I think many Canadians are very excited about. Just yesterday, he announced that he is teaming up with Tom Hanks' son, Colin Hanks, for a new project. And it might bring it to tears, he said. So he tweeted this out. He said, with John Candy trending, I'll just say I love him so much. And we're working on a documentary about his life. Expect tears. Oh. So, yeah. And uh, this has been confirmed. Colin Hanks says, yes, you know, we are on board making this uh, documentary about a legendary Canadian. His children have also come out and say that they couldn't be happier to be working on this project with Ryan Reynolds and Colin Hanks. And um, that they say that the project is in great hands and they're really working and really looking forward to, you know, sharing John Candy's story. Absolutely. So that will be a good one to be looking out for. No release date or anything as of that uh, as of now. Uh, A new movie that is also being worked on by Tom Cruise now, we've seen that, and we know that he does his own crazy stunts. We've seen yeah. him, like, standing on planes, well, yeah. <laughs> and, like, flying planes and doing absolutely insane things that pilots themselves don't even feel comfortable to do. Yeah. Well, um, he is planning to do an even more insane stunt than you could have imagined, um, making history as the first civilian to ever do a spacewalk outside of the International Space Station. What? Yeah. They are going to rocket him up to space, to the space station, and they are going to shoot footage for a movie, they say, and hopefully he will be able to be the first civilian to do a spacewalk outside of the space station. Oh, my God. Universal Pictures is behind this, and they are very excited about it. Is this like another Mission Impossible? Um, 
Um, they didn't say what the name of the movie is, but um, apparently this movie has a reported budget of $200 million. Holy smokes. And Tom Cruise is going to make around 30 to $60 million for his work as the uh, lead star and producer on this next film. Where can I get a job like that? <laughs> right. I mean, this is a good gig, but I'd like to get like that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like 30 to 60 million? No well, problem. you just have to risk your life. No with, problem. Like death-defying stunts like Tom Cruise my, does. I've, I've spent my whole career risking my life. Yeah, the stunts you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess uh, we'll see if that happens. I wouldn't put it past him. I believe it's going to happen. Tom Cruise, madman. Uh, that's what's trending. It's brought to you by the Donnelly Automotive Group. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. Well, this story just started as a very simple walk and has turned into an incredible community to help men with their mental health. And it started over in England. Now, um, this man had gone through about 10 years of mental turmoil, and he just, like, wasn't doing very well. So Scott one day felt like, I just can't take it anymore. What can I do? I'm going to go for a walk. So he reasoned that walking was just kind of something that he always enjoyed. He knew that exercise is calming. It's, you know, going to drive up his endorphins, and he thought that he might see If anybody else in his neighborhood wanted to join him for said walk. So he recorded a video of himself walking and talking on Facebook. And he invited men who might be going through some rough patches themselves to join him on his walk. Now, he was a little bit discouraged when he started this out because he said only one other lad showed up. (laughs) So uh, this story just goes to show you, though, that, you know, things can really catch on and that this is absolutely an necessity that people are looking for so he was like i thought hundreds of guys were going to show up but um it ended up that he and that one man who showed up first got together for eight hours that night holy cow eight hours because they had just so much to talk about the following week that number went from two to four and it continued to grow and grow and grow until they created a proper club and they call themselves the proper blokes club the Proper blokes club? Yes. (laughs) So through this club, they have walk leaders who organize the walks to share, um, you know, for all these guys to get it together. And they can share their difficulties through talking, walking, Monday through Thursday. This happens all around England in different areas. They have different walks scheduled. And they're anywhere from 2 to 35 lads show up is what they say. Their youngest lad is 19, and their oldest is 79. So this is a broad group, and they say that, you know, you can leave whenever you want. There's no pressure to stay for the full two-hour walk. Um, There's an entire WhatsApp group chat, so the walk leaders will write daily check-in messages to the the guys, Um, you know, kind of open it up. Is there anybody, you know, who's looking to need to have a conversation right now? Anybody have, you know, a bad day? And then they... They can say, yeah, you know what? I need somebody to talk to. Yeah. And it's like a support group. And so then those guys will get together and they'll get together, you know, not when the team is just going out for a walk together. So this group has become so tight and close that they've gone to other people's weddings. They've gone to birthdays. They've really created these incredible bonds. And they are hoping that, um, you know, the proper blokes club can become a community interest company 
and roll out nationwide by health authorities one day. It just started with one guy going for a walk for his mental health and it has turned into a huge, incredible group. And I mean, who's to say something like that can't happen here? It totally can. Yeah. I love the name of the club, though. (laughs) The Proper Blokes Club. Yes. (laughs) And that's all the feels on Move 100.